When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Welcome to The Dive, the podcast that asks, who said business news needs to be all business? In 2013, Mark Zuckerberg said of Twitter, it is such a mess. It's as if they all drove a clown car into a gold mine and fell in. But 10 years later, he's now mining for that gold. Mark Zuckerberg, the billionaire founder of Facebook, is no doubt an incredible entrepreneur. But his critics have fixated on one thing, and that is that he has a habit of copying his social media competitors. And we've seen the most salient example of this in this last week. Meta have launched Threads, which, let's face it, is a Twitter clone. A new alternative to Twitter is now live. It's been the unavoidable headline of the past week. But in today's episode, we wanted to dig a little deeper. We wanted to understand the story behind Threads and ask the big question that we were left with when we realised that Threads is basically just copying Twitter's homework. It's Monday, the 10th of July, and today I want to know, what are the rules around copying your competitors' products? To talk about this today, I'm joined by my colleague and the co-founder here at Equity Mates. It's Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to the dive. Sasha, good to be here. Uh, this is obviously the big story that dominated our news feeds, mm-hmm. and um, seems like everyone jumped on Threads for a second. Have you yeah, been on? Yeah, I have. Do you call it like your thread feed, your thread homepage? It doesn't have like Instagram has the grid. There's all that terminology that kind of comes up when you discover a new social platform. I don't know what how to talk about Threads yet. I don't know. Yeah, this is a big question. It Alec. is a big question. I guess uh, we'll we'll find out in due time. It's the battle of the billionaires. After Elon Musk recently challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a potential cage match, and Zuckerberg agreed, the two have yet to physically face off. But the source of their dispute, Zuckerberg's company Meta, is now entering the ring to take on Twitter. So Elon Musk owns Twitter. Mark Zuckerberg owns Threads. But these two billionaires were literally trying to square up to a fight, an an actual cage fight about a month ago. So before we get into the serious actual business story, I'm going to ask, is it more or less likely that these two middle-aged men fight? And who's going to win, in your opinion? Yeah, well, whoever wins, we all lose, I think is the... <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the, the motto of today, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it makes it more or less likely that they fight. Elon Musk's mum shut the fight down. This story just gets more and more ridiculous. After the head of the USC, Dana White, said he was going to facilitate the fight and they were serious, Elon Musk's mum said it wasn't happening. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, 
We can get into the minutiae of uh, who wins the fight. Elon Musk is a lot bigger than Zuckerberg, but Zuckerberg has been training in jiu-jitsu. But honestly, Sasha, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> Let's get to the business story. And it's like, yeah. I might not have billions of dollars, but my parents aren't publicly like shutting me down on the internet. So that's fine. <laughs> Honestly, it's a trade-off I would make if I could be a billionaire. Oh, wow. I'd okay. Let, I'd let my mum tweet really mean <laughs> things about me. <laughs> I'm going to call your mum then. No. <laughs> okay, so for our listeners that don't spend too much of their lives on social media, like us, clearly, give us the story behind Threads. Yeah, so Threads launched this week, but the story actually goes back a few years. Um in 2019, Meta, which is the parent company of Facebook, attempted to introduce an Instagram companion app with the name Threads. It was a little bit different to the threads that we've seen today. It was a camera-first messaging app with a status update feature. I don't really know what that means, to be honest. A camera-first messaging app? Like, yeah. is that Snapchat photo-first? Yeah, it sounds kind of like a cross between Snap and Be Real, doesn't it? Well, you know what, Sasha? We're never going to find out because Threads, the original version, OG Threads, uh, closed down in 2021. Not enough users, I guess. Some of the features were integrated with Instagram. And at that time, that was the story of Threads. But the chaos at Twitter that we've seen over the last, what, year or so has opened the door again. Yeah, and we should be really clear that this is because of Twitter. This is directly aimed at Twitter. Meta have been public in saying that the chaos at Twitter has made space for a new product on the market. In an interview with The Verge, Instagram head of product Adam Mossery said the company felt that the recent, quote, unpredictability <laughs> at Twitter had created a need for a new platform. Uh, Mossery went on to say... Obviously, Twitter pioneered the space, but just given everything that was going on, we thought there was an opportunity to build something that was open and something that was good for the community that was already using Instagram. When Threads launched, Mark Zuckerberg also posted about it, threaded about it, uh, tweeted about it, whatever you want to call <laughs> it. Uh, Zuck said, it'll take some time, but I think there should be a public conversations app with 1 billion plus people on it. And then in another post, he said, Twitter has had the opportunity to do this, but hasn't nailed it. Hopefully we will. So let's not get it twisted. Uh, Zuckerberg has copied Twitter and is explicitly going after Twitter. Big news today. Uh, we are launching Threads, an open and friendly public space for conversations. It takes the best parts of the Instagram experience and creates a whole new app around text, ideas, and sharing what's on your mind. Uh, you just sign up with your Instagram account. Okay, so Meta launched this product last week. I think I even jumped in onto Instagram and saw the countdown, which is really sad on my part. But how did it go? Is it been a success? Yeah, so 2 million people signed up in the first two hours. 5 million people signed up in the first four hours. And after the first day, 30 million people had signed up. Okay. So a good start. Uh, there were a lot of celebrities that were, were on there. When I jumped on, I saw Mark Cuban. I saw Gary V. I read reports that Anthony Albanese, the Australian Prime Minister, uh, that Chris Hemsworth was on there. It's important to note that because of Instagram's dominance, more than a billion people using it, Meta have made it very easy to sign up. Mm. 
Interestingly, one thing to note as Threads develops, you also can't delete your Threads account without deleting your Instagram account. What? So their <laughs> user, didn't know that. yeah, so their user numbers uh, will maybe be a bit inflated because I figure a lot of people are going to try this app out given it's in the zeitgeist so much. I think the important thing isn't so much how many people have jumped on and given it a try, what celebrities are on there. But like, is it actually a good app? Because I think avid Twitter users would agree that while Musk's takeover and the firing of engineers certainly hasn't crashed the platform, it probably doesn't feel as sleek maybe as it once was. Yeah, I think it definitely feels chaotic. I just feel the algorithm doesn't know me as well as it once did. Mm. But I think the early reports of Threads is that it's really well designed and it's well made. The Guardian's tech reporter, Carrie Paul, wrote, using Threads felt like a fever dream in which Twitter and Instagram had a more usable brainchild. Yeah, so we are a podcast, but we're going to try and describe what Threads is like. Alec, can you give me a bit of a rundown of what it looks like for those who haven't used it? Just think of Twitter with about like 10% better design, just a little bit sleeker. It's the same. It's You can post posts, not tweets, posts, threads oh, maybe, okay. up yeah. to, of up to 500 <laughs> characters. You can include images, GIFs and videos of up to five minutes in length. You can repost other people's tweets. You can reply to them in comments. It is a microblogging platform like Twitter. Yeah. And whatever Zuckerberg and Meta team say, it's undeniable that they basically copied Twitter, which had me wondering, can you do that? And that's what I'm going to ask Alec after the break. Welcome back to The Dive. Today, we're talking about Meta's Twitter clone threads. And when we say clone, like, I really do mean clone. Retweets now might be called reposts, but it's a text-based, character-limited, broadcast-style, microblogging social media. It's Twitter without Elon Musk. So the question is, Alec, can Meta do this? (laughs) Yeah, now this is a big question and this is a much bigger question than just this story because Mark Zuckerberg's biggest moves in business, well, his biggest move was founding Facebook, but his other two big moves were buying Instagram and WhatsApp. Yeah, so Instagram is great. They're this super talented group of of engineers. They're building this amazing product. Um, They just crossed 100 million registered users and they're killing it. But the Mark Zuckerberg story outside of those big moves has been a lot of copying. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) And we should note that copying your competitor isn't illegal. We're in the podcast and media business. If we see another media business do something, there's nothing... a business podcast. Like a business, a daily business (laughs) business podcast. podcast. (laughs) There's nothing stopping us doing it. That is the brutal cut and thrust of competition. Mm. There's Intellectual property protections, you know, Zuckerberg can't steal Twitter's code and use that or anything that they've patented. But in terms of ideas, ideas are free and anyone can take them and executing those ideas is important. Yeah, it's one of your favourite sayings, isn't it? There's no points for originality. A hundred (laughs) percent. Me and Mark Zuckerberg are birds of a feather. Yeah. Between us, we have about a hundred billion (laughs) dollars. Um. There is a question about the size of Facebook and the market power it has, but let's put a pin in that conversation and let's just tell the story of Zuckerberg copying 
other social media platforms. Yeah, Alec, can you walk me down memory lane? Because mentioning some of these when we were researching it, I'd totally forgotten about some of these social media companies. Yeah, so this this is a pretty long list. So maybe give me like a music bed or okay. uh, something. All right, here we go. So Snapchat's stories feature led to Instagram stories. Twitch, the gaming streaming site, sourced Facebook try Facebook gaming. Slack saw workplace by Facebook. Tinder led to Facebook dating. Can't say I, I remember that. that one. <laughs> Foursquare, where you checked in at different places, <laughs> led to Facebook place. Mm-hmm. Reddit's success led to Facebook groups. Groups, that, that one certainly hit. Yeah. Periscope. This was the blast from the past. I was like, remember Periscope? (laughs) I'll be honest, I don't really. Okay. It was like you go live on Twitter, was that? Yeah, I used to work um, at another radio station and we tried to do a couple of live concerts on Periscope. It was a nightmare to set up to get all the tech to like work and then it would glitch halfway through. So yeah, Facebook Live is definitely a better experience. Yeah. Uh, So Periscope, as you said, led to Facebook and Instagram Live eBay and the success of those in Australia, Gumtree, but mainly eBay, led to Facebook Marketplace. Mm. TikTok recently has led to the big Instagram Reels push. Yeah. The encrypted messaging apps Signal and Telegram led to WhatsApp embracing encrypted messaging. Twitter announcing a policy of paying for blue check marks when Elon Musk took over led to Meta announcing a similar policy. A leaked internal report showed Meta was working on a Be Real competitor known as Roll Call. I bet you they put that one in the bottom drawer yeah, now. Yeah, I feel yeah. Be Real has flew too close to the sun. And <laughs> Had its moment in the sun. <laughs> and now, Sasha, to close it out, Twitter's chaos has led to threads. So let's unpin what you previously put a pin in, Alec, and talk about if there's any issues about meta being so big that they can't copy things. Yeah, so copying isn't illegal. That's Mm -hmm. the starting point. As long as you're not infringing on other people's intellectual property, that's okay. But with a company as large as meta, there are questions about abuse of market power. Yeah, You can't use your size, your power with suppliers, your customer base to unfairly compete with other companies in your same market or to push into adjacent markets. But it's abuse of market power is hard to define and the the line is quite blurry between what is just brutal competition. There's this famous case in Australia, Queensland Wire, which basically was like business is brutal and Mm. it's like that's not unfair. Yeah, are you just more efficient, smarter, cleverer, faster or are you bullying people out of the space? Exactly, exactly. And fairness when it comes to a competitive endeavour like business is hard to define. So uh, there have been hearings in the US Congress about this. There's been antitrust hearings over there. During one hearing where Zuckerberg had to testify, he did admit that Facebook has, quote, certainly adapted features that others have led in as have others copied and adapted features we've invented. Fair call from Zuckerberg. He was then asked directly by Representative Pramila Jayapal if Facebook ever threatened to clone a product from another company whilst attempting to acquire them. Now, that would 
feel like an unfair abuse of market power. Yeah. You agree to the terms that we're dictating to you or we're going to just rip your product off and destroy you. Yeah. You can imagine that being said in a Facebook boardroom at some point. I, I mean, uh, we shouldn't get imagine. ourselves in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't it, – it sounds like something that could feature in a Hollywood movie that might be based on stories that could be true. Yeah. Now, Zuckerberg replied to that question by saying, quote, not that I recall. Is Twitter the same as what you do? It overlaps with a portion of what we do. You don't think you have a monopoly? Uh, it certainly doesn't feel like that to me. Okay. Well, as you said, Alec, we can imagine, but there's plenty of investigations and we certainly don't have an answer to that question today. But I want to pivot back to oh, the man who seems to be in all our episodes, Elon Musk. How has he and, you know, the greater board of Twitter responded to this? Yeah, bad news for people who are sick of Elon Musk because next up on the, the Dives content list, we're looking at private space stations. Oh, yeah. He's just everywhere. He's everywhere. He's got his fingers <laughs> in too many pies. Uh, the good thing is the story there is a lot bigger than Elon. Yeah, okay. But let's talk about uh, how Elon and Twitter have responded. Not surprisingly, the first response we saw from Elon was was meme (laughs) adjacent. Yeah, someone posted on Twitter that Meta's new app was built entirely using this keyboard, and it just had three keys: the control button C and V, Mm -hmm. copy and paste. uh, Which Elon responded with a laughing emoji. Yeah, all right, classic Elon. Such a 2023 sentence. Then Elon tweeted something which I feel it was a bit weird. Yeah. But weird seems par for the course at this point. And it still gets to be in the episode. Let's hear it. (laughs) Musk quoted, It is infinitely preferable to be attacked by strangers on Twitter than indulge in the false happiness of hide the pain Instagram. Now, people can quibble which of those two things would be preferable but I'm actually going to say it's a choice you don't have to make. It's a bit of a false dichotomy there. You could just opt out of either of them. Just turn your phone <laughs> off and go outside. That's what I say. Now, let's. Uh, to be fair to Elon, both sides of this were a little punchy All and right. both used memes actually. <laughs> uh, Zuckerberg got on Twitter and tweeted for the first time in more than a decade and it was just the... Spider-Man cartoon meme where there's two Spider-Man pointing at each other. Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, so (laughs) uh, he's definitely leaning into the fact it's a direct clone. Um, So, yeah, billionaire meme wars leading to a cage match soon. Look, we're not in the business of predictions, as fun as they are. But, Alec, I am going to ask you to look into the future and tell me what do you think happens next? Yeah, so Threads at time of recording has about 30 million users. Twitter is estimated to have 368 million. A little bit smaller. So let's, uh, they haven't come and beaten Twitter yet. Instagram does have over a billion users though. So that is the competitive advantage that threads have over some of the previous Twitter competitors that came and sort of went. Mastodon had a Mm. moment in the sun. Blue Sky, if anyone remembers that. Um, Yeah, threads has an advantage over them but they're not nearly as big as Twitter yet. Mm -hmm. And social media has this habit of embracing the hot new thing and moving on very quickly. We mentioned Be Real earlier. Threads could be a Be Real. Yeah. And there's been plenty of examples before that as well. 
Network effects are the most important thing in social media. The value of social media increases with every other person on there. It's not a very social platform if it's just you and none of your mates and none of your family and none of the celebrities that you actually want to follow. And that is why Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and TikTok have such an advantage because they've built those network effects. And when you have them, they're really hard to break. Can Instagram break Twitter's network effect and create a new network for those that want to share their thoughts in 500 characters or less? Mm. Monetization is also the interesting question here. Threads has launched without advertising. The company hopes to build a substantial user base before giving priority to profit and revenue. And they can sustain losses on this platform for a long time because they have such profitable other platforms. Again, an advantage over Mastodon and the like. But we do know that Elon has pissed off a lot of Twitter advertisers. Early days, he was pretty clunky, I guess, is with how you manage them. And we know that revenue has fallen for Twitter. We just don't know how much because it's not public anymore. If Instagram can leverage its strength with advertisers and convince them to advertise on threads rather than Twitter, that is going to be the body blow to Twitter, to Elon and the massive amount of debt he has to service from when he took over the company. Mm. So Alec, big question. Are you going to be a threads user? Well, Equity Mates is on there because mm-hmm. you've got to be everywhere in this business. Um, <laughs> Come follow us. So Alec is writing threads for someone, please. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually giving away a few books as part of our hurried threads launch strategy. I think there's eight <laughs> books uh, that we're giving away. So jump over to threads and you can win one of those books. Not a lot of users on threads. So probability is high that you might win one. Yeah. Well, uh, But honestly, Sasha, I don't know long term. I think... Uh, Equity Mates doesn't have a great presence on Twitter, so mm. probably we'll <laughs> do this for a couple of weeks and then move on to the next thing. <laughs> well, come along and join us and explore the new space, but I think we'll leave it there for today. But come and win some books. Alec, I'll see you on Threads for at least the next couple of weeks, but more likely on the mic later this week. Sounds good. Thanks so much for joining us on The Dive today. If you enjoyed this episode, send it to a friend. It's honestly the smallest thing from you and it makes the biggest difference to us. I'll be back on your feeds on Wednesday. Until next time. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.